welcome to ICU, a podcast where we advocate that compassion and connection save lives. They also make life pretty cool. I'm your host, Julie Lee. I see you. Let's be friends. Welcome to I See You. This is episode 35, Boundaries Set Me Free. My kids are crushing the whole potty training situation. If anyone's wondering, hallelujah, they're doing amazing. As a podcast, I hit a super exciting goal this week. So you guys all know I'm pretty much an open book for better or for worse. You all know that my website fees are close to around $500 and they are due this month, in fact. And between some donations and speaking at a couple assemblies I recently did this weekend, I officially hit that amount that we need to pay for the website for this year. So that's super exciting. Hallelujah. I don't have to pay for it personally. And that's huge. That is a self-sustaining podcast right there, right? Thank you, thank you to the strangers that donated money that believe in this cause. And also the people that have referred me as a speaker means a ton. It's huge. Some other exciting news. I am actually now selling a cute vintage hat on the website, which I will be ordering for myself immediately after this podcast. If you are not aware, the podcast makes $10 on every item sold on the website. So it is free shipping. If you want to support the podcast and get the word out, please click support the podcast on the website, icupodcast.com. And you can donate directly to the cost of the podcast, or you can buy some cute apparel and get free shipping on that. And that'll send 10 bucks to the podcast. The review for this week was actually a Facebook post that I was tagged on that I wanted to share. This is from a woman named Joy. It says, this, this, this. Please take time to listen to this three-part series as this brave, wonderful couple share their journey with pornography. We all need this because we need this kind of talk because we all struggle, though it may be with different things, because pornography is a huge challenge today, and we all have people we care about struggling with it, whether we know it or not. We need to be informed so we can help. Listen, I promise it is worth the time. It is a three-part series from the spouse, addict, and the couple. I can't love this enough. Thank you, thank you, Julie Lee. Also, Mark, for telling me to listen. Thank you, Joy. And she is referring to episodes 31, 32, and 33, which is that three-part pornography series that I did with my older brother, the addict in recovery, and his sweet wife, Brianna. So yeah, if you have not checked those out, I would definitely recommend it. And thank you, Joy, for just your enthusiasm. I love it. It's awesome. Please rate and review the podcast. Please, please, please. I am not ashamed to beg. If you show up on my doorstep and ask me to beg, I will do it. It's helping this message get out there. It's saving lives and people. We need each other. Today, I'm going to talk about a concept that is huge in my life. It's something that I work at every day, and that is boundaries. I titled this episode, Boundaries Set Me Free. Boundaries have been a game changer for me, and they've been a tool in my life that I've been coached on over and over again by several different therapists. And today I wanna share some examples and thoughts with you of why boundaries have been just such an empowering thing for me in my life, and also why boundaries look like compassion and connection to me, which is the theme of this podcast. Hopefully you can tell by now that what I say in episode one, that I love other people is true. That's something I love. That's a superpower I think I have. And I've always been that way as long as I can remember. My mom would laugh at how I would make friends with people everywhere I go. As an adolescent, I used to share my sour candy with the nice secretary lady at the eye clinic. In fact, as I'm thinking about this, I'm realizing I think I promised her a wedding invitation and I forgot to drop it off. (laughs) But I, I meant to, right? I like making people happy. I like making friends. I like having friends. 
I think in general, boundaries are something that you can verbalize to someone if you need to, but most of the time, they're boundaries that only you know about in your head, but they are decisions you make up in your mind that you're able to stick to and that can help you feel safe, can help you be more compassionate towards yourself and others, and help those connections be true and real and strong. When I first started working through some of the deep-rooted issues I had from my childhood, I was a wreck. I didn't know what I believed anymore. I didn't know if there was a God. I didn't know who I could trust. I felt so much anger and pain and just ugly, ugly feelings. Because the feelings were so intense and painful, my therapist quickly recognized that I needed to set up some boundaries in my life. I had no boundaries whatsoever. There came a point in my journey when I was actually pregnant with my first child, Sam. And I have to tell you that having a child of my own was a pivotal moment for me when I realized I had to start setting up some boundaries for myself because I just stared at this little tiny seven pound, one ounce or chunk of a thing and I knew that I had to pull my crap together so that I could take care of him. I had to find a way to stop lugging around all this heavy baggage with me that was hurting my ability to just be a peaceful person because I could tell parenting was going to take a lot out of me and I, I wasn't wrong. I was not wrong about that. It was really painful to have to communicate boundaries to some people. There were just simply topics that I wouldn't be able to discuss any longer with them. There were topics that were triggering for me, topics and memories that I worked on at therapy, but they kind of just needed to stay in therapy where I could where I could work through them in a healthy atmosphere where I had someone to help me think clearly. I had some incredibly thoughtful family members who were so sweet to me. We'd be having a conversation on the phone and they would stop and say, I'm sorry, is, is this okay to talk about? Because they knew I had been struggling to work through these things. They would try and be conscious of my feelings. And honestly, my initial reaction usually was, oh, it's fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Because I was so used to that way of life where I had no boundaries. I really appreciated their efforts to keep me safe. Yeah, I felt stupid sometimes. I worried that people felt like they had to walk on eggshells whenever I was around. But I had to get over that. And if I'm being honest, it's still a little demon that I have in my head that I have to get over. Part of me wants to be this person who hasn't had any problems and that I can handle anything. But that's not what reality looks like for me to be a healthy, awesome person. And looking at how my life used to look with no boundaries and how it looks now, it is so dang worth it. Everything in my life is better because of boundaries. I'm able to sort out my thoughts better. I'm able to take responsibility for my life. I'm able to be more compassionate towards other people. My connections mean more to me. When I did have to verbalize some boundaries, it felt like compassion. I had boundaries around certain conversations with people because I wanted to keep my relationships. I didn't want to hold resentment and anger, or even worse, have things get so bad that I would feel the need to cut myself off from those relationships completely because I was so scared that we would approach a topic that would just send me spiraling. We all are so far from perfect. The small advice I would give and would offer to you is if you want good relationships with others and yourself, boundaries are important. They're part of a caring relationship. If I'm feeling taken advantage of, it's up to me to set up boundaries. So for example, if someone keeps asking me for favors and I keep carrying those favors out, but inside I'm feeling like I have to or I should do it, I'm probably feeling some resentment towards that person. But as long as I keep doing what they ask, I'm teaching them to take advantage of me. If I'm feeling resentment towards them, but I keep giving them what they want anyway, it's my own fault for not setting up boundaries. It's not their fault. They aren't responsible for my feelings. I am responsible for my feelings. And if I'm feeling resentment, then I'm not having compassion for them. 
and I'm not being compassionate with myself because I'm not taking care of myself the way I need to so that I can help other people. And me and that person, we're not connecting because I'm not having an honest relationship with them. And that's my fault, not theirs. A boundary that I try to have for myself is when I hear myself thinking or saying, I really should do that. I try to catch myself and really think about what it is that I'm feeling and what I want to do with it. So if I'm using the word should, I'm usually playing a victim and I'm not being intentional in how I make decisions. I'm not trying to make this a black and white concept because saying something like, I should take care of my children is probably a good thing. I should shower sometimes, (laughs) right? I'm not saying that should is always an awful word, but for me, when I use it, I usually am playing a victim and I'm not being intentional on how I make decisions and I'm just letting life happen. Oh, I should do that today, but, oh, I should be a better person because, but all of that, it's just stupid. I hate that. So here's an example. It's an example of someone that I'm really close with, that I have a really good relationship with and having to set up a boundary and realizing I couldn't do something anymore. So there was a time when my brother and sister-in-law, they had a baby in the hospital and they really needed help with their kids. And I love people and I want to help. And I had offered to keep their little boy with me and it was going good for a few days and their little boy is adorable. But I started realizing that was becoming too much for me. I was fully term pregnant with my second at the time and my son, Sam, he was only 16 months old and he wasn't walking yet, right? Because both my kids didn't walk till they were like 17, 19 months. And I had this huge belly. My back was hurting. I was feeling myself mentally and emotionally slipping. My anxiety was getting worse. And I realized that I had to take something off my plate or I was going to crack. This was such a hard decision to make because my brother and sister-in-law, they really needed help. And they're some of the best people, most deserving people I know of deserving help. This wasn't some stranger that was taking advantage of me. This was people that are my own flesh and blood that I love. And they would do the same for me and more in an instant, never expecting anything in return. And I adored my nephew. And I'm not just saying that. I really loved this kid and I love this family. We're very, very close. But I knew that if I were to keep taking care of him, feeling the way I was, having my anxiety continue to go up and up and up, first, my mental health was going to seriously suffer. And second, If I kept down that path, I could end up resenting these people that I love who needed help and would do the same for me, which isn't fair to them. I had so much self-hate talk going on in my brain about how I was selfish and I was terrible and weak and all these other gremlins creeping in. I had another sister who was helping out with their kids who seemed to do it flawlessly, who hasn't had some of the same maybe emotional challenges I have. And holy cow, that demon, that ever-present demon trying to question, why can't I do what other people can do? Why can I not do it? Why does she have 11 kids at her house and she's making it work? And I have two. And yes, I'm pregnant, but I only have two kids here and it's hard for me. But I had to change something or I knew my family was going to suffer. I knew my limits and I was starting to brush up against them. I remember calling my brother and my sister-in-law and having that conversation and telling them, that I couldn't do what I had offered to do in the first place. They hadn't even asked, I don't think. I'm pretty sure I just offered. I said, oh, I'll do that. I can do it. I told them I can still watch him, but not as often as I had originally offered to do. I had to scale back and take care of myself because I learned over and over again that if I didn't take care of myself first, I was not going to be able to take care of anybody else. And that's as true then as it is today. 
I would fall back in the hole again, and believe me, I cannot help anybody from that stinking, dark, terrible hole. So I set up a boundary. I said, I'm so sorry. I thought I could do this. I offered to do it, but it turns out I can't. This is what I can do. And guess what? They were so kind to me. And I'm sure it wasn't easy for them to have that added stress put on their plate when they were dealing with so much. But they were compassionate with me in my circumstances. I wish everybody reacted that way when we set up a boundary of, hey, I can't do this much, but I can do this much. I wish everybody could recognize it and be as compassionate as my family members have been, as my parents have been. Not everybody is going to react well when you set up a boundary, especially if they don't set up boundaries themselves. If they're not used to having their own boundaries, they might not react well. But I can't control other people and I'm not responsible for them. Who I am responsible for is I'm responsible for my family, for my kids, and I'm responsible for the way I'm able to treat my husband. When I come before my maker one day, that's who I think he's gonna ask about. That's the part of my life I think he is most interested in is how I treat myself and my husband and my children. If you don't set up boundaries in your life and you find yourself feeling resentment towards someone, I would consider making some boundaries. It doesn't mean you need to tell people, hey, I'm not gonna talk to you about such and such. Maybe you just steer the conversation away from that. Maybe you've set up a boundary. In your mind, when this topic comes up, I know that it ends up making me feel bad. I know that it puts me in a place where I feel the need to gossip. Whatever it is, it's going to help your relationship with that person. It's going to help you be in a place where you can appreciate them and love them and not hang on to ugly feelings like resentment and obligation. You can make intentional decisions. You can choose to be in their presence, to be on the phone with them, instead of being a victim to it and feeling like you have to be around them. I love the quote that Brene Brown says. If you haven't listened to the podcast before, I'm a huge Brene Brown fan. If you haven't read any of her books, I've actually had a couple people ask me this question. I would start with The Gifts of Imperfection. That's the book I started with. I want to say it's like 130 pages long. It's on my bookshelf here, but I'm not going to pull it out. All her books that I've read are amazing. But The Gifts of Imperfection is what bought me into Brene Brown because it's so short and it's such an easy read and it's just really the groundwork for her work. I was actually reading it in the tub the other night, just going through it and and kind of sharpening some of my skills as I was starting to feel some shame about some way I'd handled some things in my life and feeling like, oh, I should just do what people want me to do and I shouldn't talk about hard things and I shouldn't do any of this. I was having some of those demons show up and... um. I was reading that and it was awesome because I was like, oh, Brene agrees with me. I think this is truth right here. This feels true. There's that tangent. The quote I'm going to share with you, is: she says, compassionate people ask for what they need. They say no when they need to. And when they say yes, they mean it. They're compassionate because their boundaries keep them out of resentment. I just have to say, I love people who have boundaries because I feel like I can trust them. I know that if I ask them a favor, they're going to say no if they can't do it. They won't do it because they feel obligated and end up resenting me. The best relationships in my life are the ones where we both respect each other's boundaries. I have a couple great examples of this, but one of my closest friends, Tashi, who if you've listened to episode 19, single, pregnant, and worthy of love, you know how incredible of a person she is. Tashi is a perfect example of this. I can say, hey, do you want to have a girls night tonight? And she is totally fine telling me, you know what, actually, my husband and I, we have not had any time alone for a long time, so we're going to hang out tonight. But let's do it again another time. Isn't that awesome? 
This chick has boundaries. She knows how to say no. And neither of us feel like it's a reflection on our relationship. There's none of this, ah, she doesn't want to hang out with me. No, she needs to put her husband first. And she knows that I need to put my husband before her. And when she says yes, I know she means it. When she says, yes, let's have a girl's night. I'm pumped. I know that she's literally over there pumped. It makes our relationship so much more meaningful. And I trust her so much more because I know that she will tell me the truth. I have a hard time relating to people and they don't have boundaries and they won't ever ask for help if they need it. And they won't tell me no, that they'll just force through hard things, that they'll do anything I ask, whether they want to or not. I can feel it. I can feel that there's negative feelings there towards me. I hate asking for help from people like that because they won't tell me no if the answer is no. I really, really believe in this concept of boundaries. And I really think that boundaries have set my life free in so many ways. I want to talk about boundaries with my media. The other night, Rob had gone to bed early and I was on Netflix and I really felt like I just needed to do something brainless, like watch a movie. I'd just been doing a lot of things that take brain power and a lot of potty training. I was like, I need to just veg right now. I need to eat something and watch something. So I picked this chick flick movie that I've been wanting to watch. I'm not going to tell you the title because I'm not going to shame anybody out there that likes this. (laughs) I watched it and holy cow, there was so much sex in it. And I just felt like I was fast forwarding over and over again. And there was just so much talk about it. And the whole movie felt like it revolved around that. I do believe it should stay within marriage. That is the most ideal. That's what I believe. And whatever you believe, good on you. In this movie, obviously, it's not staying within marriage. It's with like everybody, anybody that walks and breathes. After I watched that movie, I realized this was not good for me because I just feel icky. And even the next morning... I started realizing that because I'd watched that movie, that I was kind of thinking about the human body in general differently because that message had been ingrained in my head over and over again that this is what bodies are about. It's not about running and playing. It's not about doing jumping jacks. It's not about snuggling. It's not about, yes, having intimacy in a stable, committed relationship. It's about using other people for pleasure. And to me, that's not what I want to teach my kids about their bodies. In fact, just last night, we had our first conversation that we've ever had with our kids about pornography. We talked about what to do when you see pornography. I set boundaries with my media. And that night, I realized I think I'd crossed a boundary that I usually have with media. I don't have all black and white boundaries, but I can feel when I've crossed a boundary of mine of this isn't the kind of stuff I watch or participate in because it changes how I see the world around me. And it makes me confused about what do I teach my little kids about their bodies? How do I want them to view their bodies? What are their bodies really for? It's okay if you don't agree with me on this. I know this can be a touchy issue, but I wanna say that for me personally, I can only speak from my own experience. Boundaries in my media are crazy important. And if I just choose to watch things because, well, that's all that's on these days, sex isn't everything, violence isn't everything, whatever it is, and I'm just a victim to it, my life starts suffering. I'm not as happy. And I'm also kind of a hypocrite to my kids. I also have boundaries with social media. I have a boundary that I've set up for myself that I only check my social media once a day. Sometimes I don't do that as well, but I try to do that just once a day. And I don't do a lot of scrolling on my timeline because for me, I've found that the more time I'm on social media scrolling, the more my depression acts up. 
So for me, that's kind of a boundary I've set up and I've changed that boundary. And as my therapist will say, the healthiest of boundaries are flexible if you need them to be. So maybe my boundaries this day and tomorrow it's something else. But for right now, for me, what's really working is I only check my social media once a day. It's usually in the morning or in the night. Now, if you see me post a couple times in a day, (laughs) feel free to shoot me an email. You're breaking your boundaries. Just kidding. No, there's been times when I've needed to out of necessity. I've needed to check something. But if I do, you better believe I'm not on there very long. I don't think social media is a bad thing. Obviously, I use it. It's helped a lot in growing this podcast. However, I think it needs boundaries. I even have boundaries with my husband. And I think he has boundaries with me. If certain talking starts that both of us cut it off and say, nope, that doesn't fly with me. I think that's okay. And I think we respect each other the more for it. I have boundaries on my phone. My friend Anissa, who you're going to hear about in the next storybook bonus episode, if I ever get it edited and up, that's my goal for this week. She taught me about changing my screen on my phone to black and white. You can do it in your settings. My phone is now in black and white. My phone is less interesting to be on. I'm not on my phone as much because I have it in black and white. I'm going to pull it up right now and make sure I'm giving you the right directions of how to do that because it's been a really good thing for me. I can only speak for iPhones, but on your iPhone, you go to settings, scroll down and click on general, click on accessibility, click on display accommodations, click on color filters. You're going to see some crayons. Just click it. and It'll go to black and white. Your phone is now on grayscale. Grayscale has made my phone a little less stimulating and a little less exciting to be on. It's okay if you think I'm crazy because it's working for me right now, so I don't really care. That's a boundary I have in my life right now. And if I need to see a picture, I want to post a picture and I want to see what it looks like in color, I want to see someone else's, I go in and I turn it on real quick and I look at the picture, but you better believe I turn it right back to grayscale because it's helping me. I love my phone. It's a great tool in my life, but when I'm on it too much, I start suffering. I start not being as present in my real life, in the real world, with my real children and my real relationships. Boundaries affect every single part of my life. They're important for me. I have boundaries of how many times I exercise every week. I also have boundaries for not over-exercising because it puts me in a mental weird space. I have boundaries so that I don't hustle and hustle for my worth, so that I remember that my worth is the same all the time. No matter how hard I hustle, my worth does not change. You can set up boundaries for how you eat if you want. That's one that I have to be careful with so that I'm not in a weird mental place about food. But I think it's things to be aware of. More than anything, just having an awareness for boundaries has set me free. I'm safer in my life. I'm safer in my relationships. I'm safer in what I watch. Boundaries can be seen as like fences, things that keep us in, things that trap us. For me, I have found boundaries to be quite the opposite. Boundaries have made me feel more alive, more present, and more excited about my life because I know it's going to look good. I know my life is going to look good because I have boundaries. You're worth boundaries. Boundaries look like compassion. They look like compassion for yourself and others. You're going to have better real connections when you create boundaries in your life. I love you. You're the freaking best. Thank you for your donations. Thank you for paying for this podcast for another year, for paying for the website fees. Thank you for being a stranger who believes in it. I'm feeling teary. (laughs) Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Until next time, my name is Julie Lee, and I see you. 
Do you know a group of people that needs to hear the message that compassion and connection save lives, that it saved my life? If you do, will you please contact me at www.icupodcast.com. Seeing each other with compassion and connection not only saves lives, but it can completely transform a work environment, a school environment, and a religious environment. I am willing to talk to anybody that will listen, because I'm right about this.